Hey friends, you know what I don't miss at all? That vicious week before the period. Feeling like I'm ready to crawl out of my skin, irritated by everything and everyone around me. Bouncing between cravings for salty foods and sweets and back again. Now it's easier to manage PMS with EstroControl from Happy Mammoth. EstroControl contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like the chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a menstruating person's life. And the biggest benefit? Feeling like myself again. That's what people mention over and over in their reviews. And there are over 17,000 reviews for Happy Mammoth products, including EstroControl. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code CORP, C-O-R-P, at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code C-O-R-P for 15% off today. This is Including You, the new series from Lead at Any Level. Including You features stories from chief diversity officers and other executives who are creating inclusive cultures in their organizations. Our goal is to show what's working in companies just like yours, to give you the tools you need to keep pushing for progress in your own workplace. We want to create belonging and opportunity for everyone, including you. And now here's your host, Amy C. Wanninger. Welcome back to Including You. I'm your host, Amy C. Wanninger, the Inclusion Catalyst. My guest today is Victor Simmons. He's the VP of HR and the head of DEI at Atelier Ace Hotels. Atelier Ace is an in-house, full-service creative agency that develops and operates hotels. They employ 1,400 people between the U.S., Canada, Japan, and Australia. Victor, welcome to the show. Thank you, Amy. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. Our paths have crossed a couple different times, and I finally get to interview you for this show, so I'm thrilled. And I want to start with your hotels are a little bit different. You've got a niche in this industry, and I want you to just talk a little bit about that so people understand the kind of company you are. Yeah, thanks. Where I'd say that we're different, because it was I grew up in this business, I went to school for this, and it is a very unique from the other properties or companies that I've worked for previously. And where I'd say we make the difference is there were three gentlemen uh, from the LGBTQ uh, community who were uh, fanatical about music. And they were fanatical about good, uh, really good hotels. And what they wanted to do was invite their friends in the music industry, their friends in the uh, guerrilla marketing industry to come stay. Uh, with them. And they initially had taken over this halfway house that they had uh, converted into a hotel. And then it just sprang up from there, putting these other hotels in these epicenters of where this creativity happens. And it's basically friends taking care of friends is is what was the impetus of that. And now it's involved into a major uh, corporation that is has 10 hotels across the U.S. and, and abroad. 
That's incredible. And when you said that, I immediately thought this place is too hip for me, but I want to check it out. Yeah. I, when I joined the company, I'm a corporate guy. And when I joined the company, I felt a little bit like, I think I said, this is super cool, but the Atelier Ace is so cool. They don't like to be called cool. And they're very, we are very in the scenes. We don't, if you look at the Ace in LA, the Ace in New Orleans, you won't see Ace up on top. You'll see hotel. Because again, we're behind the scenes. We want to be there for the community, but it's not about our name. It's about providing a place for people to come and be who they want to be, how they want to be, whenever they want to be, do their work and do that in this space. And it's there for them. Like the bar that doesn't have the front door with the sign. You have to know it's there. Like that level of like stealth cool. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's what we're, okay, so that's what we're working with. So with a brand like Atelier Ace, why is inclusion so important at your company? I, again, I think they, the folks that started this, the gentlemen that started this, they come from a marginalized community and they know what that, what that feels like and what that does to folks. And they wanted to, they wanted to move away from that and provide something that others would feel welcome in their in their hotels and so you see this from everything that we do everything is considered what we bring in everything is from wherever that community is that we put up a hotel it the artisans are from that location the music that we provide is from that location whatever we built inside that is from the community there and that's what our foundation has been built on and then that's what we do and everything that we Uh, try to move forward within our hotels. This podcast, Living Corporate, is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with the audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place on your terms. Let me tell you something. Y'all might not know this, but Living Corporate, we started our whole journey on Squarespace. My website, ZacharyNunn.com, it's on Squarespace. I can't tell you how much I appreciate its fluid engine, the ability to create world-class templates and design. It's very intuitive, incredible. We have custom merch through our Squarespace. We have an incredible asset library, so I can always mix it up, switch and swap. It's super dope. And the fact that you can host all types of content, video, audio, all types of media, you can put all on your Squarespace. I can't recommend it enough. If you want to learn more about Squarespace, check out squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com backslash corporate to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that's squarespace.com backslash corporate to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So what are some of the initiatives you're working on internally or externally that you feel like are really moving the needle on inclusion? Um, it's well, it, interesting for us. This is a, for this company, it's a first time. My role is a first time role for them. They had, they started again, these were creative marketing folks and didn't realize, oh, we need something like human resources. So they started building these hotels and each hotel did have an HR leader in the hotel, 
but they didn't have this oversight from the corporate area to make sure everybody was doing their own thing independently with the mantra of ACE. Everyone, This is for everyone, but there wasn't any of the real maturity level in building HR policies and procedures. So I've been building infrastructure the last two years that I've been with this company, along with infrastructure for DEI. So there's been a lot of policies and procedures that, quite frankly, weren't even there. So we were looking at ones that were in place and making sure that they were consistent along all of our locations. Because if you're doing one thing in one city different than you're doing in another, that could pose some problems for you. And we made sure that we were consistent in the policies that we had. There were a lot that were missing. So we built in policies, which we continue to do to this day. So there's been a lot of that going on. And as we were building these policies, we were looking at them through scrubbing them with a DNI lens. We wanted to make sure that there wasn't any disparate impact for any one particular group with some of the things that were either practices that were going on. So we were not only policies, we were looking at practices as well. And so there was a lot of work being done in that aspect. And then there's been quite a lot of a lot of programming that hadn't been done. The, again, there was good bones. The CEO of the company who I interviewed with is a very people-centric person. And there's good DNA from an inclusive standpoint, but there wasn't that maturity level of programming that had been done. So we've been doing a, a lot of that uh, over the last couple of years. We put in a DEI board, which is uh, comprised of folks in all different levels of our organization. We started doing listening sessions because quite frankly, I'll tell you, they were in a little bit of hot water when I arrived. They uh, will share a little bit of our laundry. I joined in July of 2020. And so you may recall that people were out in the streets. There was a social outcry over the murders of Breonna Taylor and Ahmed Aubrey and, and uh, George Floyd. And they, again, very inclusive, but they went out with a Black Lives Matter solidarity post. And in some of our places where we have hotels, there were folks in, internally or externally that uh, weren't sure that we felt that Black Lives Mattered. And there was a little bit of a social outcry going on internally and externally with our company. I came on board and we started doing listening sessions uh, with those that were externally hitting us up on social media making certain claims or internally making certain claims. And so we had a third party team that was taking those. And then after there was investigations that were done, I came in and wrapped those up. I continue to do listening circles, so listening sessions that I do whenever I visit the properties. We also implemented a supplier diversity program that that soon as I got there before the end of the year. I'm happy to say that that's up and running. So we've been working through that. And, and again, in the training aspect, we've been doing some DNI training. They hadn't done that before. So we continue to do that. We've done some leadership, leading inclusive teams training and inclusive hiring training as well. And then just a lot of uh, programming. That's a lot of work, especially when you're standing up an HR practice from scratch and then retrofitting kind of the field operations into your corporate model. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of moving parts at once. Yeah, it's been interesting in, in most D&I offices. Most of the time, it's you, maybe one other person. And for me, I was it was me and one other person that was doing both disciplines. I'm excited now. I started this year with a third person on my team. Uh, now, I still pretty much handle the majority of the D&I work, 
but now I'm happy to say I have a corporate director of HR that's doing a lot of the, the work that still needs to be done on infrastructure. And I have a director of people and culture who's helping us with talent acquisition and our, our training and our branding, internal branding. Live in Corporate is brought to you by Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program. It's incredible. Okay, so first off, you didn't know, Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for over 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. They have fast language acquisition, meaning you're actually going to pick up the language because it's going to provide an immersive experience for you through their program. Speech recognition gives you a trainer for your accent. Convenient, right? You can use it on your computer. You can use it on your phone. Incredible value. Lifetime membership has all languages for any and all trips or language needs in life. That's lifetime access to 25 language courses Rosetta Stones offers for 50% off. That's a steal, y'all. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a limited time, living corporate listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com backslash today, today. There's something in there that I find really intriguing. And that is that you were able to build your HR practice, your HR infrastructure, starting from a DEI lens, starting from is this, is the impact equitable? And very few companies have the opportunity to do that especially very few established companies, because typically the rules are there. And now we got to fight tooth and nail if we want to change something. We have to make a business case for every change we want to make on the policies and practices side. But you were able to come at that and build that from that lens already. Can you talk a little bit about some of the some of that process and what that was like compared to other other opportunities that you've had where you've had to go retrofit practices to be inclusive? Yeah, the interesting for me was when I, a number of years back, I worked for Marriott and Marriott, even before I got into human resources back in the nineties, just giving away my age a little bit, they were already doing that. They were using a DNI lens at a number of things that they were doing. So succession planning, when you looked at their, the sheet that had leadership on there and had their roles and that had their strengths, their weaknesses, uh, whether they were relocatable, but you also saw on there, you saw race, you saw gender, and they were looking, they were, they were keeping an eye on that. And they were doing, they were incentivizing if you were promoting folks into uh, higher level roles. They were also looking at, comp- they were looking at that in terms of compensation as well. So I started doing that when I was at Marriott, then when I went on to Starwood, and then when I got to Wyndham, I was doing, again, doing that. And the interesting thing is you see that happening at the corporate level usually, but not necessarily down at the prop in the property level. And I was doing those things. It was an HR director. I became an area director. So I was making sure that my, my eight hotels that I was responsible for was doing the same thing. And Wyndham saw that saying, wow, that's, that's great. That's happening at that level. And I got promoted as the director of DNI. And there I'm at the corporate office now as a director. And so now I'm pitching ideas, things that I've learned. Some are landings, most are not because I'm the rookie new person. But then because of the pandemic, I wind up with a Ace, and I'm in the senior spot. 
So now I have all of these things that I've learned over these years that I just know you have to do that. If you're even something like leadership development, when you're looking at leadership development, you think about, okay, what are the soft skills that they need to learn? And let's apply those. But what I'm saying is, okay, let's do that. But let's also make sure that we're using a DNI lens because there are we think there are people that think differently for various reasons, and you need to understand that in order to continue to lead your team. So it's been easy uh, for me because I've been doing that for for so many years that I learned early on, and so that's what we do. We look at compensation, we look at where people are, what level of the organization they're in, and what do we need what do we need to do to help move them up and be aware of where your gaps are. Quite candidly for us, that is still a work in process because while I, now that I've built infrastructure, now I need to start working on the data. And that's still something that we're working through at, at the moment that we, so we have a clearer picture. Yeah, it's so much easier to manage where you're headed and where you are once you have some baseline data and you have a, a, a target of where you want to hit. What kinds of impacts are you seeing as a result of the work you've done? I know you've been there less than three years, um, but I would imagine the impacts are pretty significant. Can you talk a little bit about what are you already measuring? Yeah, there's a few things. One, some of it is just a gut check and and it's exciting for me. I'll, one real simple thing is, again, part of our programming during the Heritage Months, we will do spotlights on LinkedIn. So we'll the HR team will nominate folks to be to be spotlighted on LinkedIn. And we have five or six questions that we ask them. And the last question that we ask them is what sets what sets us apart from other companies you work for? A hundred percent of the time you hear in their response that I can bring my best self to work. I can be authentic on my job. That all the time in there. So I that and I see it every month when we do when we have that on there. So that I know we're, we are making, we're making a difference because we're not editing those we're asking them. And these are the responses that we're getting. But also if we look at real data, we did an engagement survey last year in the fall, and we had 93% participation. And through this survey, you can, not only can you give comments at the end of the survey, but you can give comments on every question. And we had close to 6,000 comments. Our team likes to give us feedback. And on our engagement survey, if you look at the DNI index, we're five points above the benchmark. And as I alluded to the the issues that happened when I first joined around our black employees who said, mm, do black lives really matter? They were the most highly engaged of any other group within our organization. Black folks are the most engaged on our engagement uh, survey. On our supplier diversity, we're up over $2 million that we have in diversity spend. We still got, we got a lot of work to do, quite frankly. I think there's still some missed opportunities. And we're actually, I have a meeting tomorrow with the hotels to talk about that and do some revamping of some things to make sure we are focused on that. Because I'd like to do more, I'd like to do better. Let's see. I'm sure there's some other things. We still, again, we're still building out. We are doing a matrix of our DNI. So we are looking at, we're looking at race and we're looking at that by level. I just don't have the results yet. It's something that we're doing quarterly. So the first quarter is about to come in. It is a bit of a manual process. When I started, we we had some folks on one system, payroll system, some folks on another payroll system. So we all got moved on to one. 
we got everybody onto a talent acquisition or a, a applicant tracking system. And so now we're just now starting to pull data from that so that we could start to see where the trends are. That's excellent. And you've touched on some of this already, but first of all, let me go back and just say 93% participation and 6,000 comments on an, on an engagement survey tells me two things. Number one, people trust you with the information that they give you and they trust you to take their feedback seriously. Yeah. Yeah. They did a survey in 2019 and then after that COVID happened and um, the participation was like 80, 81%. And they did look at me a little funny when I said, our goal is 90% participation because I wanted to get as many folks as possible to that survey to give us the feedback. And as I said, I, yeah, I think it was 81% was their, what they did in 2019. And we did it. We, we, uh, we were able to exceed that. And yeah, our, our, our team is comprised of a lot of just, it's again, it's much, the founders are just very caring, very concerned about the earth, very concerned about society, very concerned about each other. And they're very vocal about the, all of those things. And we said, we want to continue to grow. Feedback is a gift and we want to continue to grow. Please give it to us. And, and we got it. No, I think that's phenomenal because a lot of companies really struggle to get that level of, of participation, to get that level of engagement, to get that level of trust. And that's telling too, when people don't respond or they don't feel like their voices will be heard. The fact that you are not just sitting at, we got 93% participation and overall we're good, that you've actually drilled down into the numbers to see what they mean deeper is also admirable because a lot of, I think a lot of organizations do engagement surveys to get the badge. They get their little gold ribbon that says they're the best employer or it's great to be here or whatever the badge is that they can put on their website to, to try to entice people mm-hmm. in. But that doesn't mean everybody likes working there. And the cautionary tale I always tell my clients is, okay, dig deeper. Because if you have 80 white employees and 20 black and brown employees, and you've got an 80% favorable rate on your company, that might be great. Yeah. Or it might be that all your black and brown employees are miserable and you didn't bother to look. Right. Yeah, we, I learned when I was at Wyndham, we did, we participated in Great Place to Work. We participated in, in Diversity Inc.'s survey. And what I learned from Patricia Lee, who was our EVP at the time, was, uh, yeah, it's great to get on and get on those lists. But the reason why, the reason why she was doing it for that, for Wyndham, was to find out what's really going on? Where are the snags? Where are the problems? Where are the gaps? Where are the issues so that we can, so that we can get better? And so we're not ready to be on a, to do a diversity ink. It is a, a, it is a root canal to be able to, to do that. It's very evasive on what has to be done. We're not ready for that yet. Again, we still, we're still not at that maturity level. We don't have uh, BRGs yet. Uh, we have focus groups that we've started, and and that's a process. They're evolving as we speak. But yeah, you need to use those things to be able to find out where the real issues are, not to yeah to go out and say yes, we're we hit this number or we got this status. That's not what it's for, and that's not what our company is is about. They don't. We're a behind the scenes. As long as our team is happy, we, who cares what it says out on out on a billboard somewhere. Something you said about our team members care, they care about the earth, they care about 
society and they care about each other. And what I heard in that from a consumer perspective is they're going to care about me when I walk in the door. Yeah, absolutely. It is, it's friends, cake, you know, friends taking care of friends. That's what it's all about. It is, again, a very different approach from a service culture standpoint, because typically it's, you know, you have this script that you follow and you do those things, but that's not how we, we do that. We don't want it to be script. We just think about it in terms of if your friend was coming to town, what are some of the things that you would do when your friend comes to town? And more, when your friend comes into your house, what are some of the things that you do with your friends? And that's the approach. That's the mode. That's the style. That's the tone. We would like to see our team work with our customers. And quite frankly, if you were to walk into our hotel, it's very hard to discern between a guest and an employee. We don't wear name tags. They don't wear oh, name wow. tags. And in some cases, not even necessarily uniform. Some do. Front desk is, of course. But in a lot of cases, even the style of our uniforms are more pedestrian, more, more uh, laid back, more casual. And, and it's, it is hard to discern from an employee or a guest. And sometimes it, our employees are staying at our hotels or former employees. I, when I first joined the company and I was touring one of our first properties, I was meeting guests who I thought, but turned out they were former employees or employee from one of our other properties that was visiting. Oh, that's great. That says a lot too about the quality of the service and the quality of the community that you're part of and that you're building there. Yeah, What's absolutely. next? I mean, you mentioned a couple of things. You mentioned more measurement. You mentioned the, the DEI matrix. You mentioned BRGs are coming. Is there anything else that's on your mind for the next year that you're really hoping to accomplish? We currently look at compensation for our leadership, but it's been a work in progress for our frontline staff. So that's something that I still need to work on to get done this year. We're looking at, we will be Tracking also involuntary terms, that terminations, separations, those are things that I'm concerned about what's happening there. So we're going to be looking at that promotions, tracking promotions, who is and who isn't. Uh, on the talent acquisition front, uh, I want to see who's getting hired, who's not getting hired. So we're going to be looking at that. And then um, I'd like to start a mentor program. So we're looking at that for our um, middle managers and any high potentials. Um, so that's something I hope to get off the ground before the end of the year. And then, as I mentioned, enhancing our supplier diversity program. And then the last thing is these focus groups that I briefly mentioned. Usually our focus groups are active the month before Heritage Month and then during that Heritage Month. So just, just coming off of Women's History Month, that's typically the, what we do. But what I've asked them to do, and we hadn't, we haven't had success being transparent here, uh, my first year out the gate with this was saying, hey, I'd like you to come up with something else that happens later in the year. So we're just not, hey, Black History Month, we're doing these things and then that's it. Let's do something else. And we haven't had much success. Last year with our Latinx Hispanic focus group, I said the same thing. And I said, now this year, business, we need to make sure we do something. And what we did was we learned about uh, Hispanic serving institutions and we got this list of these, which are several hundred. And we went through that list to identify ones that have hospitality programs so that we could then start building a relationship. So that was the work they did last year and that we're continuing to do this year through that group. And then the women's group just finished and we're working on something called uh, I Am Remarkable that we're gonna start that initiative. And this group 
has said, hey, we want to meet, we'd like to meet monthly if we can. I'm not sure we're ready for monthly, maybe every other month, because I want something, everything that I've been doing, it's great to start something. But I, when I think about it, not only through a DNI lens, I think about what is sustainable. And, and again, we're awfully busy. So I don't know if monthly is, if we're ready for that yet, but maybe if we do it every other month, that's something that we can do. And we certainly are going to do this I'm Remarkable initiative. So we're getting close to becoming a having some BRGs at some uh, business resource groups at some point. Fantastic. Victor, I am so thrilled that we finally got the chance to do this. And yeah. I hope that we can stay connected. And I would love to have you back to talk about all the amazing work you're doing. Absolutely. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. If you've enjoyed this episode, follow Lead at any level on LinkedIn and YouTube. Then join us for Including You video simulcast every Thursday at noon Eastern. Including You can also be enjoyed each week as part of the Living Corporate Audio Podcast Series, available on all major podcast platforms. Learn more at living-corporate.com. Including You is brought to you in part by Lead at Any Level, a boutique training and consulting firm improving employee engagement and retention for companies that promote from within. Lead at Any Level. Leaders can be anywhere and should be everywhere. Learn more at leadatanylevel.com. Lead at Any Level and its logo are registered trademarks of Lead at Any Level LLC. The views and opinions of guests on our show do not necessarily reflect the positions of Lead at Any Level, Living Corporate, or the sponsors of Including You. That's it for this week's episode of Including You. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like and subscribe us wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to leave us a comment or a review. Be sure to join me next week when my guest will be Dr. Randall Pinkett, 